I called Tony and I was willing to apologize if I came on too strong. So I said to my friend who encouraged me to call Tony, I said, all right, I'll give him a call. And I called Tony and I left him a very nice message. And I asked him to call me back. Because again, I was ready to apologize. He never had the guts to call me back. Okay, let me start off with this. If Twitter had existed in 97, would Eric Bischoff be fighting with journalists like Tony Khan is right now? Well, I've been very outspoken about certain people who write about wrestling. And I think the word journalist has been thrown around and, and, and used and abused and distorted to the point where it really doesn't have much meaning anymore. Not just in the wrestling business, but in politics, everywhere you look, journalism is almost non-existent today um, because it's everything in television news, the 24-hour news cycle is all based around opinion. And opinions aren't facts. And I was very outspoken. You know, I've been critical of Dave Meltzer for the past 30 years because he's he, he's very biased. His own personal feelings and agenda and even... I think characteristics of his personality or lack thereof influence so much about what he writes. So knowing me the way I, I've come to know myself over the last 67, almost 68 years. Oh, hell yeah. I'd have been all over Twitter in 1997. I would have been shredding these pretend journalists like heads of bad cabbage. But uh, even a more legitimate journalist like, uh, uh, let's see, and this is not to undermine Mr. Meltzer. I mean, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing if not for Dave Meltzer. But uh, then again, I mean, uh, someone like an Ariel Helwani, uh, who's going at it with uh, Tony Khan. Would you have been going at it with journalists during that time? Uh, you know, I was, I was not impressed with uh, Helwani. I, I don't know him. I've never met him. I don't have a personal feeling about him one way or the other. I'm very neutral. Um, but I think for Hawani to imply with his comment about referring to Tony Khan as the snowman, um, I, I found that to be childish. And it, it, it Hawani lost a lot of credibility with me, not and he didn't have any to start with because I never really paid attention to him, to be honest. But certainly after seeing that, whatever respect he would have had for me by default, um, it, it kind of went away. That was a very childish, in, inappropriate thing to do. You know, I, I think if you if 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 someone personally witnesses somebody, in this case, snorting cocaine or hitting their wife or stealing money or whatever. I mean, if you have firsthand personal knowledge and you've witnessed it, that's fine. All bets are off. Say whatever you want to say. But to spread a rumor or perpetuate a rumor that's already been started by somebody else simply to get attention on social media, um, I think is really immature and unprofessional. Bad enough. But I would have said other stuff. I'd have made fun of Tony in other ways. It would have been much more entertaining because Tony's easy to make fun of. I mean, he is, he, he is a 
bizarre character. But he's a very, very smart guy. He's Tony is very smart. He's very passionate. Um, I think he's he's learning on the job. And I understand that. I have empathy for that. I did too. And just like I made a lot of mistakes along the way, um, learning on the job, so is Tony. And that's part of, of growing and becoming a more seasoned executive. So, but yeah, I would have had fun. I would have, I would have picked Tony apart, but that's because I like doing it. <laughs> it's the one thing I'm naturally good at, I guess. Uh, but sir, I, I mean, uh, on these similar lines, I mean, you were all uh, over AEW Dynamite. You were such an integral part of the show in those early days. And now it seems like there's been some kind of a fallout. And I don't mean to be intrusive. What was that turning point where, you know, you became a little more critical of the product? I'm glad you asked that. Um, look, I, I, I made two appearances in AEW and I was very grateful for that opportunity because it's fun for me, you know, to kind of get back out in front of the camera and, and have some fun and, and experience that a little bit. Um, and it was also a real um, pleasure for me to be able to go to the AEW uh, production and see some people that I used to work with in WCW. A lot of people that used to work for me there were working at the time and still do at AEW. So it was, it was a real pleasure for me to go back and visit and like I said, get back out in front of the camera one more time and try to stir things up. Um, and Tony said a lot of things early on and even during that period of time that I it didn't really offend me because I kind of understood what he was trying to do, but they were silly things for him to say at that point. Let me give you an example. And at one point I, I, I saw an interview that Tony did where he said, this was like two years ago now, or a year and a half, two years ago. He said, AEW is right now where, where WCW was in 1996. Well, by 1996, I had our, let me make a correction. I beat, Vince McMahon and WWE Raw, 83 straight weeks. I beat him well over 100 weeks, well over 100 weeks, because we started out competitive in 95. We were we were head to head, and one week we'd win, another week he'd, WWE would win. It was back and forth. Tony's not even close. Tony's not even within a fraction of the level that WCW was in 96. But again, I, I took I took exception to it, but it, not really personally. I because I understood what he was trying to do, and sometimes it's easy when you're passionate like Tony is, and you're trying to promote your company, and you're trying to position it. You're trying to rally your team, you know, your roster and all everybody, you know, even people that aren't on camera. You want to rally that team behind you, and sometimes, like I have done in the past. You say things that are just a little bit of an exaggeration, right? And I think in Tony's case, it was a—it was just delusional. Um, it, it wasn't even close to being real. But again, I set that aside. It didn't bother me. I still, I think I did an appearance even after I saw that. And I didn't mention it, you know, no big deal. I didn't even react to it in social media. I just let it go. But Tony Khan came out and made a comment about Ted Turner. And he said, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he said something to the effect of if, if Ted Turner knew 1% about booking and professional wrestling, if, if Ted Turner knew 1% of what I know as Tony Khan, wow. then WCW would still be around. 
that was the end of it for me. Because number one, Tony Khan is on a network called Turner Broadcast Systems that Ted Turner created from scratch, not with his daddy's money, not with money that he inherited. He built the most powerful 24-hour news uh, network in the history of television at that time. Ted Turner changed the world in so many ways. And Ted Turner was passionate about wrestling. He's the only one in on the Turner Executive Committee that was. Um, and for Tony to say something like that on a Turner network, I found to be very, very disrespectful. That's number one. And it was just stupid. What Tony knows about WCW and why WCW was eventually sold to WWE, he learned from reading dirt sheets by Dave Meltzer or listening to people that weren't even remotely involved in the situation. And by that, I mean a lot of wrestlers. You know, wrestlers have no idea what was going on in the business of the wrestling business, particularly in Turner at that time. They have no idea. They, wrestlers know a lot about what's going on in the ring. And they know a lot about their art, but they know nothing about the business of the wrestling business, generally speaking, not, not 100% of the time, but generally 80% of the time, 90% of the time, I'm probably right. But in this particular case, there was so much going on at WCW with the Time Warner merger and everything else that affected all the charter companies, not just WCW, it affected CNN. It affected a lot of the companies that, that were part of Turner. That's what led to WCW being sold. And for, 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 for Tony Khan to make such a, a disrespectful and ignorant statement like that made me lose a tremendous amount of respect for him. And then to top it off, after I made those comments, Tony reached out to a mutual friend of ours and just blew his phone up with text messages, couldn't believe what I said, you know, was obviously very uh, disappointed by the way the, the text messages were communicated to me. And I understood why. And my friend said, uh, you know, why don't you just give him a call? And I thought, you know what? I probably could have softened that response up just a little bit, or I probably could have called Tony at that time. I had enough of a relationship with him and said, hey, Tony, you know, going forward, Let's have a little bit more. I could have done a, a number of things, but I called Tony and I was willing to apologize if I came on too strong. So I said to my friend who encouraged me to call Tony, I said, all right, I'll give him a call. And I called Tony and I left him a very nice message. And I asked him to call me back. Because again, I was ready to apologize. He never had the guts to call me back. And that's okay too. It's not like my ego needs that. But what it told me was here is a guy who said something really stupid and, and, and disrespectful. He didn't like my response. So he complained to a friend of mine vociferously through social media and phone calls or through text and phone calls. He, he, he was very upset that he, he was blowing up my friend, our mutual friend's phone, but he didn't have the guts to call me back. That to me kind of told me who Tony Khan is as a person. 
Now, to this day, I don't harbor any, you know, I could sit down and have a conversation with Tony and we'd get along fine from my perspective, right? I don't carry around a lot of baggage and and hurt feelings and I, I just don't. It's it's not worth it. It's a lot of energy to carry around negative energy. I, I like to carry around energy, but not negative energy. Um, but Tony's Tony's kind of gutless in that respect. And, you know, I, if I've ever had a problem with someone, I'd call them and tell them to their face. And and I would expect people to do that to me as well. And I'm fine with that. But to call a mutual friend and complain and whine and moan and be so upset about what I said and not have the strength of a conviction or the courage to pick up the phone and talk about it. See ya. We're done. Uh, last year, uh, you, uh, I think you said something like WWE and AEW are maybe not neck, uh, neck to neck, but you're excited to see where AEW goes from here. Would you say they are closer to WWE in 2023 or have they moved further away from WWE? They're not even close to WWE. They've never been close to WWE. Now, in terms of the excitement that AEW has generated, particularly on the internet, um, absolutely AEW, especially early on, everybody was everybody was hoping for an alternative, something that was as everybody was hoping that we would have another Monday Night War, including Tony Khan, who, by the way, still thinks he's in a war with WWE, which is delusional to the point of it's not even funny because it's so bizarre. I mean, there, there's not a category that you can define. Let's start with television ratings. Tony's not even close. If you took his ratings from his top two uh, cable shows, Dynamite and Rampage, add them together, they still don't eat at equal Monday Night Raw, right? So you can't compare in terms of ratings. You certainly can't compare in terms of revenue generation. And they're not even close. W, w, uh, AEW is probably not 15 or 20% of the revenue that, that WWE generates. In terms of its global footprint and influence, AEW is not even close to where WWE is. I mean, it's not even, they're not even a distant number two. So I, I don't know in what category that you can actually measure and compare that Tony thinks that he's in a war with WWE. They're just in the same business and there's a big difference. But uh, to get to your question, right. I think AEW has lost ground. They've lost a lot of goodwill with their audience. I think the audience is getting tired of the lack of creative in AEW. The storylines are horrible if they even exist. You know, what what passes for a storyline in AEW um, might pass for a storyline amongst a bunch of eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds. But in terms of a legitimate, compelling story that progresses and builds and evolves in a compelling way that people keep coming back and the audience keeps growing, it's non-existent in AEW. It's a mess, actually. Um, and they've lost ground. And I think the biggest, look, losing ground in ratings is one thing. You can fix that. If 
if you can maintain the loyalty of your audience. But if the audience gives up on you because they feel like they've given you a try, it's not working, you're not satisfying them, you're certainly not living up to the expectations that, that Tony Khan has set by saying they're a better product or that they're in a war with, you know, Tony's trying so hard to create a war, but he doesn't want to really get into one. <laughs> and I think the audience is seeing through that now. And once you, once you lose the audience's confidence in you, it's really difficult to get it back. Really difficult to get it back. And I think that's the biggest change between this year and last year, because last year there was still a lot of positive momentum for AEW. There was still a lot of anticipation for their growth and their success. And, and there was a lot of goodwill. And I think for the most part, you know, Tony still has a very loyal, very small core audience. But in terms of the general audience, I think most people are looking at Tony Khan as kind of being, he's more like TNA than he is like WWE. Let's put it that way. Yeah.